Welcome to Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'll be showing you how average, everyday people have chosen to make positive changes in their life to accomplish what makes them happy. I hope this podcast will allow you to feel a connection with people who have something in common with you and make you realize you can have the life you want. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome today. My guest is Nena Val, talking to us from Denmark, and I am so excited that she agreed to do the podcast today. So welcome, Nena. How are you? I'm good. Good. So I known you now for, I guess, the last couple of years because you were a dance student of mine in the U.S., but I want to start from the beginning and have you talk about a little bit what it was like to grow up in Denmark as a kid. Like, what type of things did you do? What were you into when you were a young child growing up there? Um, well, so I'm, I'm not that old, so like we didn't really... My mom was all, always like a lot, go out to play outside, like just get the nature in, kind of. Um, I've been a Girl Scout for a long time, like six or so years to just like, yeah, I think it's just in general in Denmark, it's like a lot of people want their kids out because it is a really like green country and whatnot. Um, I kind of like when I get got older, I got more serious about my gymnastics, which I've been like doing since I was since I could walk, basically. Um, so I started to just do gymnastics a lot and like stayed in a gym for the longest time. So then the nature thing kind of like went away a little bit. But yeah, it's basically just, I don't know, just growing up, I guess, like everywhere else. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, because I know you're 21, correct? Yeah. yeah, I'm 22 now. 22, 22 now. Yeah, still young. And um, well, it's interesting because, you know, I'm in my 30s and I, I as a kid also went outside and played a lot in the U.S. But I feel like nowadays a lot of kids in the U.S. don't. You know, it's a lot more like organized activities where they're more on a device, you know, an electronic device. Yes. Different. So I'm always Definitely. curious how different countries, you know, how they're raised and how their families are and if that's something that continues the fact as a country, you know, we, and as a a world, we start to, you know, increase our electronic activity. Yes. No. So unfortunately I work at a, or not unfortunately, but I work at a daycare center now and Mm -hmm. it's like, so I, I know like parents, they like take their kids there in the morning and when they pick them up, it's just home, eat dinner, put the iPad in front of them until they have to go, go to bed. Um, which is, I, I find that really sad that like nobody today is willing to spend time with their kids and whatnot. Like now being an au pair in America, we can talk about that in a little Mm -hmm. bit, but it's just, I feel like it's more important to give kids attention and not like just give them some kind of technology. It's just in my head, it's wrong. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think there's, you know, there's, there's a fine balance, right? Because we are going in more of that direction. So you want children and people to be aware of the things coming and changing. And at the same time, yeah, you want them to be able to create and play and be outside, which is equally as important. Yeah. 
So now, yeah, let's go to the au pair thing. So what made you decide, how old were you first, made you decide um, to say, I want to go to the U.S. and be an au pair? Like, did you always want to go to the U.S.? I have always um, wanted to come to America. Um, I've been really interested in American culture and, you know, like in the news, we hear a lot about what what's going on in America and like my friends have been there um, seeing stuff. So I've kind of always wanting to go. And then I graduated in 2015 and I didn't know what to do. Um, I was just kind of searching for jobs and didn't get anything. And I found this article online um, for this company who sent au pairs to America. And I started reading about it and was really interested. So I was like, I'm just, I'm going to put in an application and see what's going to happen. And I talked to, I went to an info meeting um, because they were required to hear us speak English um, before they would send us there, of course. Um, and then I interviewed with a family at first that I really liked, um, but they decided to go with another au pair. Um, that was a family with four boys under seven, I think. Um, and then the second family I talked to was actually the family I decided to stay with. Um, they were like, and this all happened within like a month and a half or so from I put in my application till I had my family set. Um, so it went by really, really quickly. I didn't really like um, process what was going on. Like from me taking the decision to put in an, an application to then like, oh, I'm going to America. Um, and then I just, I found the most amazing family. Like we clicked immediately and they had the cutest little girl. Um, so yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Were you like, were you scared at all? I mean, to go, I mean, you, you already spoke English, so that wasn't as big of an issue, but like scared to kind of leave everything you've known or like nervous or like what were your kind of feelings uh, when um, you left? Well, I guess like I was really excited mm -hmm. because um, like I've always known that I wanted to go travel when I graduated. Um, I've never like imagined that, I would go away for a year um, just like that. And as I said, it went by really, really quickly. So from me finding the family till I actually left, I think I had like two, three months. Um, so I kind of had that time to like prepare and say goodbye to family and, you know, all, do all that stuff. So I just, I don't think that I really... Like, I don't know. I don't really remember, like, the emotions. I just remember, like, being really, really excited for, like, this new part in my life. Um, and then I just, I don't know. I think it was a good time for me to leave. Like, I was ready to kind of get away from Denmark for a little while because a lot of um, stuff had happened in my family and whatnot. Um, so I think it was just kind of like I needed a break from everything I needed to like go to America and kind of find myself. Um, so I think I was just, the feelings I had was just like excitement and 
of course I was a little nervous. Like I was kind of scared with my English actually, because I have always in school, I failed English, like both talking it and writing it. Um, And then I came there and like, everybody was like, Oh my God, your English is so good. I can't even hear. Like, so um, it was, it was a big concern to me speaking English all the time. Um, But yeah, it all, it all turned out well. And I've grown a lot from this entire experience. So, yeah. So when you got there and you're with that family for like the first month or so, what was something, you know, you said you had kind of heard about American culture, which I always think is interesting, you know, people's perception from other countries, uh, because I think even in the U.S., every state is so different, you know, we're such a mix of so much, you know, what was your perception from afar? And then when you got to the States, what kind of shocked you or what did you find different or exciting that you didn't expect having come here? Um, I like, honestly, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I was actually, uh, sure that you would drive in the opposite side of the road than we did. I don't know why I thought that, but you did not. So (laughs) interesting. um, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So, um, that was kind of like, wait, I don't have to step in on the other side of the car, but um, I don't really think I had any like ideas of like what differences could be. I'm definitely like, I knew that the food would be different as well, which it definitely was. Um, So it's, I don't know, like I'm not, I don't really know what to say. It's like, yeah, it's, it's different, but I just, I can't explain why kind of. Hmm. So when you were with the family, how did, I mean, cause that's that to me, that would have to be kind of strange, right? So you're coming in, like, you're not just like a babysitter. You're not coming for a few hours. Like you're living with this family and kind of becoming like an extended piece. You know, what was that like? Or, or, is that something common for our parents to find that to be an easy transition or it works for some and not for others? What's that like? I will say that depends a lot on the family. Um, like my family was really good at giving me space. Um, and they were a lot in the beginning, like the kids should not come into my room because that was my space and where I could relax and like all that stuff. Um, some parents are including their pairs in everything they do. Um, so it's kind of like finding a midway, I think, to like giving them space, but then again, also include them in stuff. Um, I, it was tough to come there because you're stepping into uh, like a family's house and you don't, you barely know them when you get there. Like I talked to my parents two or three times before I got on the plane and um, I've been like writing them a little bit, but they're totally strangers to you. And the house is different. Food is different. Like you haven't slept for a week on the training school. And so you're just exhausted and jet lagged and everything. Um, so it's definitely, it's a tough transition to get into everything in like a really, really short amount of time because we come to our host families on Friday afternoon. And then, so what I did was basically just sleep that entire weekend. And then Monday morning I had to get up at six to work 
Um, so you don't really get like a chance to start slowly. It's like you're just there and you start working. That's how it is. Um, and then on top of everything, my host mom was pregnant and um, she had some mood swings once in a while. And it was really tough, especially when the baby came, like for them to figure out how to deal with a newborn and a girl that was under two years old and then on the side having me because I stepped in like from morning to afternoon when they were at work and then I just kind of left. Um, so it was like with older kids, you can come in and you're like this fun, like bonus sister kind of like just playing with them. But when you come in and have a small kids as, as I did, you're kind of, you're a mom. So it's just, you know, that you kind of have to find out how to balance that too, because you're not the kid's mom, but you're a substitute for her while they're at work. So yeah, it's just like there's a lot of things that you have to think about and you have to be able to talk to your host parents, like good commu communication, um, and then just like take it from there. Mm. Now, when you worked with the kids because they were so young and you were talking about earlier, you know, how nature and play were such a big part of your childhood, is that something that you tried to incorporate with the kids or because they were just too young, you know, they weren't necessarily aware of that yet? So I definitely tried with the big one. Like when she turned two, they bought her an iPad. Um, and I knew that when mommy and daddy came home, they would put her in front of the TV. So in the morning when I came upstairs, she would sit on the iPad. And then my rule was that as soon as dad walked out the door, I will, would take it away because I just did not think that she should be on an iPad all day. <clears throat> excuse me um so I took it away and then unfortunately she started school right about that time so I didn't really have her much on um like every day so I tried to get her out as much as I could when I had her home but I just she was only awake for about like 30 minutes um before her parents came back home so we would usually just go for a walk around the block or something like that but yeah, I definitely try to get them out as much as possible. Uh, also, the small one, um, even like she was three months old at this time, so I would just like go for walks with her, um, trying to give her some air. But like she can't really play outside though. So mm. yeah. now, when you're doing this, I mean, obviously, you know, you're there's a lot going on. You're really preoccupied. But you know, when the parents come home and now you have kind of a moment to kind of live your life you know, did you find that easy to make friends or do things or was that challenging? And if so, how did you end up finding, like, obviously you danced with us, like, how did you find that or meet other people and do other things in a different country? Yeah, well, so I kind of knew before I left Denmark that I wanted to find something to do in my spare time. Um, like, this is finding you guys. And um, I just started, like, Googling online seeing what I could find of like dance um like teams or whatnot because I am a, a gymnast here but gymnastics here is not the same as it is in the U.S. so I was looking for dance teams and whatnot and I just I found you guys online 
and was lucky enough that you had a spot there. And I'm really grateful for like you would let me on to your team and whatnot, because that is definitely a reason that I grew a lot during my year and a half in America. Um, so I found you guys online um, and then like friends and whatnot, we get friends through the agency that I went with. Um, like we, we have monthly meetings and we're told where people live and whatnot. So we can talk to other our peers. Um, I was lucky enough to meet my fiance there too. Um, so we met online kind of by accident. Um, that sounds weird, but I had an app on my phone that just one day started like beeping and whatnot. And apparently he texted me. So we just took it from there and now we're engaged, getting married. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, one of the neat things about you, Nana, and I remember when uh, we did our New York trip last year and you and I sat together for the, you know, the five hour ride and the whole time you were talking, I kept forgetting your age because you are so mature. And even on the dance team, I was so impressed how like you always, you, you knew everything you asked the right questions, you were like a leader, and you forget that you were, you know, 21, 22, uh, well, at the time when I first met you, 20, which is crazy. Where do you think that that kind of work ethic and maturity comes from? Is that something like your parents taught you? Have you always been that way? Um, that's actually a good question. Like, thank you for saying that. But I, I don't know, I feel like I'm, like, inside, I feel like I'm more mature for, like, just being 22 compared to everybody else in my age. Um, I don't think it's like anything my mom or dad has taught me. I think it's just, I don't know. I've been working with kids as long as I remember, like I was babysitting when I was 12. Um, and then especially coming to America, like just stepping in to having a baby and a, like I, I had two kids under two. Um, so. I don't, I, I think I just, I had to grow up and just do it. Like, as I said, I had to step into this mom role and I, I don't know. I think that just did something. Um, I have my silly sides too. Like I can be go crazy and whatnot. So it's like, I'm, I'm trying to like balance it out, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's just, I've been through some things in my life that just made me more mature or yeah yeah I mean I would agree I definitely I, when I think about where I was at your age and like I was you know I would say I felt more mature than most but when I hear you talk and think about what you've done I'm always always impressed by people that leave their home their country and go to a place that you know even though you spoke English that's not your primary language um, and your ability to just kind of go and figure that out. Cause that's hard. That's really scary. You're leaving everything. I mean that it's hard enough to move from one state to the other in the U S but to leave an entire country where everything is so different, uh, is a level of maturity and a, like, I don't know, a sense of adventure that I'd really admire. And I think it's impressive. And to hear you talk, it sounds like you were like, I just did it <laughs> and figured it out, you know, along the way. I mean, is that, would that be correct? Kind of how you felt about it? 
Yeah, that's like I don't know. I I feel like I've learned to just take short amount of time, like take one day at a time, kind of, um, and just like learn to live with what what that gives you because you can't plan out your life. You can't control everything. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you just take a little at a time and just leave it at that. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I've had a lot of disappointments in my life. I've had a lot of um, like hurt and, you know, like a lot of bad stuff happening. And I just, if you let that like lead you and like let that, um, I don't know how to say it, like let that um, decide how you're going to live your life, then that's just, I don't know, that's just wrong. Like you, you have to just get out there and just take a chance once in a while. And that's what I did. So, yeah. Definitely. And you were here for about two years. A uh, year and a half. Oh, year and a half. Okay. So year and a half. And in that time, so you had this job as an au pair, you joined the dance team. And as you said, you now have a fiance. Um, and now you're actually going to be, once you get married, be back here in the U.S. officially. Um, yes. What would you say in that year and a half that you've learned most about yourself? Um, I don't know. Like. It has been such a long um, transition um, or like growing period. So it's hard to say what I've learned the most. I just, I know for sure that I've learned a lot about like what I would do in certain situations, like with kids and with marriage and like all that stuff by looking at my host parents and um, also my own parents at home. I just, I think that's more of what I've learned because I don't think, like, of course I've changed as a person, but I mean, like, I'm still me and I just, I've grown by getting knowledge about how I would do things differently from what other people are doing, I think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to, like, I don't think... Like, I mean, like, in my head, I'm still me, but if you ask, like, my mom or my sister, I'm, I'm not the same person as who went away, like, two years ago, so. And I think yeah. that's good, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, all experiences, you know, affect us uh, and change us in a good way, um, and I think we do learn a lot from just observing and realizing what we don't want or what we don't want to do. <laughs> that shapes yeah. us a lot, you know? Yeah, I think I just like, as I said, I just got more knowledge about like what it, it will say to be away from my parents. And like, you know, it's just kind of an eye opener. Like I came to America and I suddenly like, you know, I said I wasn't comfortable with my English and whatnot. I was really unsure about it. But, you know, like you don't have a, a, a chance or like a choice, a choice. So you just like you just have to get out there and do it. And people are going to understand what you're saying. I'm trying to teach my mom that now. Um, my fiance is coming here to Denmark to celebrate Christmas. So she's really trying hard to like learn um, English and whatnot. I'm like, you speak English really well. You just have to trust yourself that you're doing it. Like no matter what you say, he's going to understand what you're saying. So 
it's just about like trusting yourself, have self-confidence and you know, then everything is going to be all right. Yeah, I agree. And you definitely, you know, exemplify that at such a young age, which is neat to see, you know, where you'll kind of grow into that from there. Um, now that you know that, you know, coming in the spring when you get married, that you'll now be coming to the U.S. Uh, and staying here, you know, and, and that means that you, you know, you won't be seeing your family as often or your friends back there. Besides your fiance, like if, if you weren't getting married, would you still want to be staying in the U.S.? And if so, why? Like, what is it about the U.S. that you feel is the right fit for you versus staying home in Denmark? Um, well, so I've always had this dream about studying in America. So I think I, if I could like find the money for it, I would have taken the chance and tried that out, even if I hadn't met my fiance. Mm -hmm. um, I. I forgot what else you asked me. <laughs> well, just asking, like I said, like, you know, making the decision to say, I'm going to be living in the U.S. You know, this isn't for a year. This is for my life. Yeah. That's a big well, decision. You know, I'm just wondering, like, besides the fiance, obviously, which a huge, is a huge part of it, and Daniel is wonderful. I love him. Um, you know, what is it about the U.S. that is so appealing that makes you say, I need to be here rather than Denmark? Um, I don't think it's anything in particular about the U.S. that wants me to stay there. I think I just, I went away to find myself. Um, and now that I have done that and I came back to Denmark, I just feel like there's a part of me missing because the person that I want to be, I can't be here because everybody knows me as I was before I left. And I just, I, I feel like, like half of me is still in America, just waiting for me to come back there. Um, I was visiting just two, three weeks ago and it was like, I was myself again. So I think it's more of how I feel when I'm in a, in the U S um, compared to Denmark. It's not about where it is. Um, yeah. Hmm. Now for people that, um, cause I feel like a lot of people your age go through this, uh, now in 2017, but there's also a lot of adults later on in life that go through this where they feel like they want to quote unquote, find themselves. Um, how do you suggest people go about that? Do you think it is about moving to a different place and figuring it out? Or what would you suggest for somebody that is trying to find themselves? I honestly don't know. Like for me, um, it was not hard for me. Like, of course, I love my family and all that. But to me, I had never had issues being away from, from like mom and dad and my siblings and whatnot. So I don't know. I think people really has, have to um, listen to themselves and like feel like, can I go away for so and so long to kind of like try to find myself it doesn't necessarily have to be to another country but just move to another part of their own country or like I don't know for me at least it, it's about getting away from everything that you know like getting out of that role that you're in and kind of like try to create new roles with new people um, because I have been like I went to school. I've been with the same class for 10 years. So 
everybody around me here has known me since I was a little kid. Um, so it's just, you're stuck in this role. Um, so I would just suggest them to like, take away if it's a month, if it's a year, like just get out of those roles and try to find new ones. The hard thing though, is when you come back because people expect you to go back to those roles. Um, so that's kind of what I am struggling with a little bit right now, but I'll definitely just say, go for it. It's worth it. Yeah. Ah, see, I just hearing you talk, you're so mature and it's just really impressive. And that to me is what makes you extraordinary. You're just this everyday person who just took a chance and was like, I think, you know, as you're describing it to me, I think part of finding yourself is pushing yourself to do something that's uncomfortable you know, something yes. that you don't feel you're good at. And that doesn't, like you said, have to be leaving home. It could be a trying a new job, a new activity, a new relationship. And just what does that feel like? Like figuring it out. Like that's what it sounds like to me when you're describing it. Yeah. That's good. So if people want to learn more about you or about how to be an au pair, where can they learn more about that? Do you have like, uh, can people follow you or contact you? Or if not, um, is there a website for the au pair information that they can learn more about? Um, well, I'm not on Instagram or Twitter or any like. I'm on Facebook. That's pretty much what I have. Um, you can, I don't know how it works, but you could put it in a link or whatever mm -hmm. like you do. Yeah. Um, people are welcome to like text me um, and I'll try to do whatever I can to ask, answer questions. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link up your, uh, your name and everything with Facebook. And then the final question I ask all my guests is, what is one word or quote or mantra that you try to live by every single day? Um, I've never really had like a like quote or something like that until I kind of started dancing. Like I love yours, like just to be kind to everybody, like be kind to them and they'll be kind to you. Um, I just, I like that. I think that's, I'm trying to do that now after like starting dancing and, you know, I just, yeah, I just, I love what you did with that dance team. Like it's, it's amazing how everybody just comes together and like being a family, like you learn so much and everybody should start dancing with you because it's awesome. Well, thank you, Nana. That's very sweet of you. And I look forward to having you back in the U.S. in the next uh, few months. And thank you for being on the podcast. We hope to have you again soon. Yeah, you're welcome. It was fun. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would greatly appreciate a review over on iTunes. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to message me over on Instagram at Kerry, K-E-R-I dot N dot Roberts. Remember that each of us has something that makes us great. So go out there and show the world what makes you extraordinary.